Hey friend, welcome back to the Strong Her Way to Eat, Move, and Live. Here we talk all things food freedom, fitness, and life transformation, helping you heal your relationship to food, exercise, your body, and ultimately yourself. This week we are pulling another episode from the vault. It's so fun to be bringing you this episode. It was one of the first few episodes that I ever recorded back in 2020. So it's fun to re-listen to it and for me to really just... I guess at this point, look at the amount of growth that I've gone through in the last couple of years, but I hope that it helps you, especially if you feel that you have struggled with perfectionism in the past or different behaviors around food that really um, just kind of steal your joy, right? And maybe it's not just around food, maybe it's around your body or your time management, whatever that looks like for you. If you feel like you constantly have to be controlling everything then this might be a breath of fresh air for you to just really kind of pause, take a step back and look at how you can practice releasing the reins a little bit. So enjoy this episode. Today, I'm going to talk to you about recovering perfectionism. I used to be a complete perfectionist and total control freak in all areas. This often meant that I was ruled by feelings of anxiety, doubt, and fear of failure around food, around my body, but honestly, in pretty much every single area of my life. I thought that controlling food or controlling my body and its size and its weight, uh, controlling my life through exercise or controlling my family and other circumstances was the answer to making me feel empowered, to kind of soothing that uncertain feeling of not enoughness or not being worthy enough. Oftentimes though, I was just really trying to control all of those negative emotions that I felt, that anxiety, that fear, that doubt. And I thought that the more that I would control, the more I would feel in control, but actually the opposite was true. I ended up numbing myself or bearing those negative emotions with more exercise or more control around food, or I would go kind of to the opposite end of the spectrum and just kind of have that what the hell attitude with less control around food or my body or exercise, and then just sort of swing back the other way. So this was a very unhealthy habit or cycle for me is going from that one place of really trying to control everything, trying to control food, my body, my weight through exercise or counting or tracking my food to sort of being in that place of apathy and just not really caring and completely letting everything go. I think if you are like me deep down, you just want to feel like your life matters, like you're making an impact or you're leaving a mark. And that really was the thing that kind of drove me. It was like, I just wanted to be the best that I could be the best wife, the best mom. I wanted to look the best, you know, have that perfect body. And I thought the answer was just to work harder, hustle more, just try to grind it out, grind through it, thinking that on the other side, when I had finally reached my goals, that I would be able to chill out, that I would finally feel happy and fulfilled inside my body. But when you are operating from that place, that hustle and that grind and that just work harder mindset, that no excuses mindset, or that never miss a Monday mindset, I want you to know that there is never going to be a stopping point. You see, when we work and live from that place of hustle, it's an empty void that is ultimately never satisfied because we are postponing all of our fulfillment, all of our joy in that goal. And the question is, is what happens to us if that goal is never fulfilled or never realized the way that we think that it should be? 
then we're completely sacrificing and giving up any right to joy or any right to happiness or contentment or fulfillment. And the problem too, the, the other problem with having sort of that hustle and grind it out mindset is that there's really never going to be enough time to get everything done when it's all a priority. And that was the place, that was the energy that I was operating from. It was like having the perfect marriage, being the perfect mom, having the perfect body, do, you know, doing all of these things 100%, it was all a priority, which ultimately means that none of it was all that important. I was exhausted. I was drained. And if you are operating from that place, that grinded out, that hustle through, really striving for and seeking perfectionism, then you're probably pretty exhausted and pretty tired too, because you know that you're trying to do everything 100% of the time. And that's not a realistic expectation for you. You're trying to maybe live by somebody else's standards or somebody else's expectations, or maybe they're your own standards and expectations that you've set for yourself. But it's so unattainable that it gets exhausting. And then we swing into that place of why should I even try? I think on the inside, I was struggling because I would find myself sabotaging my efforts by either drinking too much, watching too much TV, staying up late. And so then I couldn't get up the next morning on time to have my quiet time and throwing discipline, like all discipline out the window, right? Because for me, and maybe this is where you're at too, it was sort of that all or nothing. It was like, either I'm going to be all in, all on the diet, all on the meal plan, all on the workout program, you know, hundred percent there or I'm not going to do any of it. And that's definitely is one of the places that I see so many women kind of getting stuck in is that it's this all or nothing mentality. We think, well, if I can't do it hundred percent perfect all the time, then I might as well not do it at all. Or, you know, along that same line is we kind of swing from that all or nothing mindset. And we call that a balanced lifestyle, but swinging from being all in or out or all out is not balanced, right? Being balanced truly is finding that happy middle, that happy medium for yourself. I finally got to this place where I was just so tired of being tired all the time. I was tired of feeling like I was never doing enough or I was never doing any of it good enough. I think it finally struck me that, you know, that black and white thinking in any area of life, including food, is never, was never going to lead me to that place of satisfaction or contentment. I couldn't essentially keep burying my negative emotions under alcohol or TV or any of those other self-sabotaging behaviors that I was engaging in. I had tricked myself into thinking that I was resting or relaxing when I would sit there and scroll social media or drink or watch TV, you know, for hours on end. But the reality is I was just trying not to feel that anxiety that I had put on myself. I was trying not to feel that pressure that I had put on myself. I wanted to feel comfortable. I wanted to feel at ease. And I thought the way to do that was to just not feel anything. So if you find yourself in this place, I want to share with you some tips and strategies that you can use to start to feel those negative emotions and then not give into the urge to respond to them by going back to some of those self-sabotaging behaviors. The first thing that you can do is to simply become aware of when you are feeling that negative emotion or when you are feeling that negative feeling. Notice when that's coming up for you. Notice what triggers that response or what triggers those negative emotions and then start noticing what it is that you want to turn to. Do you turn to trying to crank up the control that you have around food or around your body or your family or something like that? Or do you find yourself 
kind of completely withdrawing and then going to some of these self-sabotaging behaviors. After you start to notice and kind of bring some awareness to that, you can start to call yourself out when you become complacent or when you become over-controlling. And then the next thing that you can do is you just start to choose to not give into that urge, right? So it's doing the opposite thing. So if you always have that tendency to go to that place of hyper control and trying to over control when you feel stressed or you feel emotional, then the opposite thing for you would to be to step back and to not do anything, not to not change your routine, to not crank it up, but to just allow yourself to kind of sit with that negative feeling and then not respond. If on the other hand, when you get stressed out, you completely go into that nothing mindset where you are completely in, you were completely doing it, but now that you're stressed, it's like, okay, I'm just going to throw all of my nutrition habits out the window. I'm going to stop working out. I'm going to, you know, binge watch Netflix or whatever it is that you do in, in sort of that opposite end. I want you to stop. I want you to first know, you know, notice that you're doing that and then stop yourself. And instead of allowing yourself to completely jump off of any sort of routine or any sort of system or habits that you have in place for yourself, I want you to stick with the routine as best as you can, noticing and, and being fully aware of that if you need to make tweaks to the routine to fit that new stressful season of life, that's 100% okay, right? In fact, I'm a huge advocate of that because no two seasons of our lives ever look the same and what worked for you with your nutrition or your workouts or your schedule and one season of life may not work in this season. So taking that intuitive and mindful approach to your schedule, to your habits is absolutely what I want to empower you and encourage you to do. But it's also still kind of keeping yourself on the hook in that even if you are making those tweaks and those adjustments, you're still going to be going through the motions, right? So whatever it is that you find yourself naturally kind of wanting to do, I want you to just pause, notice that, name those negative feelings, and then choose to do the opposite. Don't choose to give in to that urge or to that easy thing. But here's the reality, right, is that this change takes time, and it's going to take a lot of practice. You're likely going to slip back into old habits and patterns, and that's okay you know, this is an exercise for you to do to continually kind of keep practicing and to do without judgment, which is hard because sometimes, especially if you have those high expectations for yourself, we can get into that habit of beating ourselves up mentally, which ultimately just kind of keeps us stuck and sort of swirling around in that mess rather than getting up. So when you notice yourself sort of slipping back into your old habits and patterns and routines around food or exercise or thoughts around your body, I want you to practice kindness and compassion with yourself. And I want you to practice noticing these things without judging yourself. Because ultimately, we want to get to that place where we are taking action from a positive place rather than trying to change ourselves because we want to get rid of those negative aspects that we see about ourselves. You've got to be mindful and deliberate about making these decisions. And so right now, I think especially with what's going on in the world and where we're at globally, we might find that we have a little bit more time to really slow down, to be mindful, to get to know ourselves a little bit more and figure out what actually is going to work for us in the long run when it comes to our fitness and our health and our nutrition and stuff like that. So the last thing I want to leave you with too 
is that you've got to kind of embrace sort of sitting in that suck. You've got to embrace the anxiety. You've got to embrace the fear. It's not that we're necessarily trying to fix things all the time or fix those negative emotions. But when you notice that you're having these feelings of anxiety around your body or around food or exercise or something like that, I want you to notice that. And I want you to embrace that when you're feeling fearful of certain foods, like if old sort of diet thoughts around food is coming up for you, or you're feeling fear around kind of coming into this new way of living a healthy lifestyle, the stronger way we're kind of getting rid of those diet minded thoughts. And we're really moving into more of a non-diet lifestyle. There's going to be some fear that comes up. There's going to be some anxiety and that's hundred percent normal, but we've got to get used to having those feelings and then not, reacting to them. I think that once you really start to practice this, once you really start to notice those emotions notice those thoughts, start noticing the triggers for yourself and you practice not reacting to them, you're going to start to recognize those self-sabotaging behaviors or thoughts way more easily. And you're going to be more equipped to overcome them without reacting, without immediately trying to soothe or comfort or get rid of that negative emotion. You're not going to be sitting in those negative thoughts or emotions for nearly as long. And you're also not going to be just trying to power through it, right? Because we know that that sort of grind it, that just hustle through it mentality, it gets exhausting. So the point is that we wouldn't necessarily just be sitting in those negative emotions, kind of wallowing in that, but we also don't want to just grind through it. We want to get used to, in a way, I guess you could liken this to when you're working out, when you're weight training or when you're running or something like that, and you're adding miles or you're adding weight, like at first it's really hard, right? But over time you start to get stronger, your body starts to get stronger or you start to build up your endurance so you can tolerate those extra miles. And we want to think about that same kind of mentality when it comes to these negative thoughts or these negative emotions, right? So the more frequently that we can kind of sit with those negative feelings or thoughts or emotions around our body, around food, around exercise, or really anything else in life, the stronger we're going to get at being able to sit with them without reacting. I truly believe that once you start to put these things into practice, like I have been working on over the past several years, you're going to go from that place of feeling really exhausted and really burned out from, you know, just trying to hustle all the time towards those fitness goals, trying to always you know, just grind through, follow the meal plan, follow the nutrition, you're going to find yourself slipping into a more balanced and easy way of being in your body, an easy way of being around food. You're going to start making choices that really honor all aspects of your health, your physical health, your mental health, and your emotional, rather than just the physical and sacrificing the mental health and the emotional health in the process. I truly believe too that once you start practicing this mindfulness and this awareness around your thoughts and your feelings, you're going to be able to be more present in both the good times and the bad times. Plus, this might be maybe the icing on the cake. You're going to stop engaging in those self-sabotaging behaviors because you're going to see them for what they are. You're going to see that they're really not serving you in the long run. They're not really helping you become that woman that you were created to be. But yes, all of this stuff takes time. All of it takes consistency. All of it takes that commitment and that willingness to yourself, knowing that you were made for more. You were made for more than, you know, just having a certain body or reaching certain physical goals or things like that. But that you really made 
to make an impact, to make a mark on this world in your life and the people's lives around you. And I believe that once we stop trying to hide from those negative emotions and we really allow ourselves to have that full experience with food, with our bodies, with exercise, with the people in our family, that is really what allows us to show up fully and presently and live that fulfilled, content life that we are all looking for and seeking. I hope that this helps you the next time that you're feeling stressed out or anxious. Just remember to let yourself have that space to kind of notice first and foremost when those thoughts and those feelings come up and then practice doing nothing or practice at the very least doing nothing. And then next level would be what's the opposite? What would I normally do when I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling afraid or I'm feeling stressed out? And then making that conscious, mindful decision to do the opposite. That's all I've got for you this week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. I hope that this is going to help you navigate this next week when stress and emotions are running high, when you feel like you just want to sling back into those old habits of maybe controlling your body or controlling food or hustling harder, you know, grinding for those goals to just sit back, give yourself a little bit of grace, a little bit of compassion and do the opposite thing. All right. I hope that episode was beneficial and helpful for you. And hopefully you got some things that you can actively put into practice this week, especially if you feel like you need to loosen up a little bit around food, around exercise, around your body, or just in any other area of your life. And if you found this helpful, please consider leaving us a review, sharing this with somebody you know that could benefit from this message as well. And if you are interested in learning more about working with me in a one-to-one basis to take what you're learning here on the podcast, to apply it specifically to you, your life, and your unique situation, I want to invite you to email alicia at aliciacarlson.com to learn more. Have a great rest of your day, an amazing week, and we'll be back here with you next week. Bye.